Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 456-789-10-11-12. No, 456, 456th episode. That's our new numbering system. Actually, it's the correct numbering system, but that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, we're we're, we're going to talk football. And, uh, th- yeah, my name is Christopher, and uh, I've been kind of running this podcast for the last five years with my buddy Charles and William and uh, a bunch of other people who are no longer on the show. Uh, so anyhow, we're going to talk po- football tonight. It's been an ex- a, a really weird fucking week of football, okay? We had three games last week. We had one game on Tuesday, and now we got three games this weekend. It's like, what the hell happened? And, like, this Tuesday game is actually closer to last week than this week. So why is it part of this week? Because it's actually the week? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Wednesday nights, Thursday nights games. But Tuesday? Why Tuesday? It's stupid. Everybody's going to get a short week out of this. Anyhow, it was an exciting game last night. I We, had, we, we didn't know what to do with the podcast. So we actually we we're supposed to pick things. We did it off the air so you guys didn't really know what happened on that show. But we're going we're gonna to loop it in with last week's uh, stuff. And we're going to talk about that show tonight. For that game tonight, I don't know what the hell. What are we going to talk about? MOP candidates, yeah. Biggie in Winnipeg, yeah. okay. Marcel did. Oh, Dan, is he toast? Is he toast in Ottawa? It's not looking good for Marcel. Rookie of the Year candidates, that's pretty cool. Uh, Evans, pretty pretty amazing guy over in Ottawa. I like that. And uh, we're gonna. I, I found a QB index. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. I was just going to talk football because why not? Uh, all the MOP candidates for at least three down nation who is thinking that they know what the hell they're talking about. They can't pick winners for shit, but, you know, they think they know what the MOP is going to do. So we're going to talk about what they do. I don't know. We're just going to have some fun. We're going to talk football. We're going to try stay away from political things. We're going to try to stay away from medical things. We're going to try to stay away from anything that's not football. We're not going to be successful at that, but we're going to try, okay? Because it kind of makes sense. Because um, it's a football show, and we should be talking about football, and that's what we're going to do. And some people just say, I don't care. Boing! Hey, I love it. That's Will's bell. We haven't done Will's bell in a while. Uh, we're going to open up the mics right now, and we're going to talk to him. And uh, Mr. Will, how are you tonight? I am just fabuloso. I'm wonderful. I'm grandiose. I'm happy as a pig in shit. Okay. Um, well, that's kind of good. I'm I'm really impressed that I'm really impressed that that uh, that uh, <laughs> Dominic Davis Dominic Dominic Davis and Matt Nichols couldn't win a football game. And Ottawa sticks in a 23-year-old rookie, and he wins. Okay? What does that say 
about the quarterback talent in Ottawa. They're you losers. Want to guess on that? Matt, well, Matt Pretty Nichols bad. and Dominic Davis have both been put on the sixth game. Yes, they have. Now, whether they, they should be on the sixth game or not because of injuries, it doesn't matter. Ottawa's not – their salary's not going against the cap right now, and that's a good thing. Well, yeah, but, it, but, but Ottawa, Ottawa better thank their lucky stars <laughs> that they're both injured because they don't win football games. That's correct. No, no, they don't win so, football uh, games. But, 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 but Ottawa has only beat one team this year. Yes, I know. They beat them twice, and, but they yep. only beat one team this year. <laughs> yeah. And how kind do you poetic. think the Edmonton? How do you think the Edmonton Eskimos feel? Man, do you guys suck? What well, oh, Edmonton well. Elks? Let's call them what they are. Okay, they're an elk. Oh, sorry. They're a wounded animal right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, they kind of suck. Actually, um, speaking of the Elks uh, and/or the Eskimos. I just I saw something interesting today. Um, did you know that the main reason why the Edmonton Eskimos changed their name was? It's not really been public, and we don't really know. And you know, there's been some controversy, and there's been some public outcry from a couple of Inuit, or they weren't even Inuit. I think they were just Aboriginal natives, or I don't know what you want to call them. Um, uh, MPs, members of parliament, saying that it right. was racist and this and that and everything else. But nobody really came to the plate really hard. And I do know that at one point in time, uh, Bel Air Direct said that they were going to drop the Eskimos as a sponsor, as a sponsored team if they, if they didn't change their name. But sponsors come and go, and that, that really wouldn't do too much to me and everything else. But to hear the, hear the latest on why they changed the name, it really came out. The no, mayor, I didn't hear that. No. Uh, the mayor, some guy named Iverson, okay, who's a left-wing nut job, um, basically said to them, change the name or your lease will not be renewed at Commonwealth Stadium. And who is he? The mayor. The mayor of Edmonton. Of Edmonton. Yeah, the mayor okay. of Edmonton. So did anybody think... Well, what are you going to do with that 54,000-seat arena or stadium if the Eskimos aren't there? Well, personally, I, if I was the Eskimos, I would have called this bluff on it. Me too. Right? But I, I guess they were just tired. They were just tired of everything, and that they just didn't want to do anything more. I, I don't think it could have even passed the council vote, but um, I don't know. I'll tell you, really? if, they voted, the real... if, the, if the mayor and council voted not to renew the Eskimos lease there, that would be the last moment that they'd anything at city council because there'd be a, a riot in the fucking streets. They would be hauled out of their houses and lynched and burned. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And justifiably so. But, yeah, that's that's the, the thing that I heard recently is that's what what the big – Push to get the name changed was where uh, the the lease at Commonwealth Stadium was up for uh, uh, discussion, shall we say? Let me see. Wow. Okay. 
We have I, I have told him to fuck off and die personally, but that's the thing. Well, uh, us people, us people in Calgary, we also have a mayor, and he's on his way out, thank God. And he tends to stick his nose where he, it doesn't belong any, as well. And I don't understand how a fat, oh, did I say fat? I shouldn't say fat, sorry. But you a fat? Yeah. You haven't got the, the rest of I, I'm not oh, sure, sure you can, no, I don't think gay. you can continue with the rest gay. of No, you No, don't talk about No, 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 oh, no. I can't say that? Let, okay. let's, get a, let's not go that way. That way yeah. Wait, wait. East Indian. He's uh, not. Right? And I'm not being, and I'm not being he's racist. Not East, he's, he's not East Indian. He's Arab. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Are you sure? I thought Who, he was an Arab. Yes. Uh, no. And wait, who lives in his parents' basement? Okay, and needs to and needs to and needs to get some fucking exercise. But he's on his way out. That's all I'm going to say. And the only reason he is still the mayor is because he did some good things five or six years ago when we had the flood, and our taxes have done nothing but increase ever since he took over. So. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. Could we talk about football, please? <laughs> well, if the Edmonton Eskimos lost Commonwealth Stadium, where would they play football? University of Alberta? Um, yeah, isn't that where the University of Alberta plays? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So or, or would they just 50- go to Halifax? And there'd no, only they be could one go to Halifax. Maybe the schooner. But I don't. But I don't know if that whole Edmont, ex Edmonton Eskimo team and uh, and Marcus Crandall, president of Halifax, would get along. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Well, okay, now I'm kind of done with Will. I, I have to introduce Charles because he's been in the fringes there for a okay. little bit, and we really haven't talked to him yet, but we're going to do that right now. I usually do Charles first, but I thought it'd switch things up, and, and, and you just monopolized it. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I, I had fun. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. Good evening. You didn't feel left out, did you? I didn't what? You did not feel left out. Oh, no, I was enjoying that conversation, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, Will got a little excited about talking about his mayor. He probably went no. down some roads he shouldn't have. You know, he, I wouldn't even have done that one. Mm, no, but, but uh, Will's his own person. Yeah, so all the hate mail to Will MacDonald, okay? Uh, if you need a link or, or anything, just give me a shout, and I can help you out. Mm-hmm. 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 How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I, I I just noticed that you guys got a uh, heavy wind warning and massive amounts of rain coming at you. I've heard something about that. I haven't heard the, about a warning, but uh, I heard something about that, that we were going to get a, a storm. 100K winds. 100K winds and 100 millimeters of rain or something. Oh, good. So, fall. About four or five inches, I guess. Yeah, big surprise there. Yeah, no, it's the wet coast. It doesn't really matter. It's, 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 it's going it. to be October on Friday, so 
big surprise again. Yeah, yeah, no, not not upset. Not yeah. I I kind of like where I live now. It that that shit doesn't happen. It rained today, pissed me off about mm-hmm. five minutes, and then it was gone. Yeah, wasn't much I could do about it, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, anything interesting happening with either of you two before we move on? Uh, hey, I want not really. I want it. I wanted to point one thing out because okay. I don't like to talk about I don't like to talk about NFL during the week. But for for all those people out there who were insulted by what of what I think of kickers, there was one in the NFL this week that broke a record and 66 kicked yards. a yards, sixty six yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Well, after all these years, guys, maybe one guy is worth his weight in money, and I guess it would be him. So. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you, you, everybody says, well, why don't we have guys like that up in the CFL? And I think, well, that's $100,000 compared to $3 million, you know? Yeah. And of course, he's going to knock off 66-yard field goal. He's worth $3 million. And I, and, and I, don't, I don't care – Kickers aren't worth three million dollars, and they're also not worth a hundred thousand either. So, just saying. No, just saying. Just saying. I'll tell you, I wouldn't pay a hundred grand for either of the BC Lions kickers right now. Uh, or the Winnipeg Blue week. Bomber kickers. Uh, they, 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 those two cost us a game on Friday. Can't blame it all on them. That's for sure, but. If they had done their job, which wasn't that difficult because they're fucking kickers, all they had to do was kick the ball, uh, we would have been okay. But, you know, you can't be the one who first field goal in all season. So he's allowed to miss miss one, but it's just it was an important one, and he missed it. Worst possible that. time for it, though. Of course, of course, they never come at the right at a good time. There's no such thing as a good time for a missed field goal. Well, I guess when you're up 54 points or something. Um, but uh, that shanked punt at the end of the game. Oh my god, I lost my shit on that one. Man, I was yelling and screaming. Woke my wife up. She was mad. I don't know. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about these games. Where are they? Where's my, where's my Sparky list? Here it is. Okay, so the first game last week, because there's four of them, even though there was only three of them, was the Hampton Tiger Cats and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Okay? And Ottawa came out and absolutely stunk up the place. They started Dominic Davis, and he was absolutely useless just useless i you know i thought maybe he was going to come in and he was going to do something (coughs) he was going to do something awesome and and really show that he deserved to stay in the cfl and he did absolutely nothing to defend his position as an employee with the ottawa red blacks He's now injured. He's on the six-game injury list. And when he comes back from that six-game injury list, I hope they cut him. And I hope they cut Matt David, Matt Nichols as well because he's no fucking good either. Um, so, I don't know what to say. 
It was just absolutely ridiculous. That was a pathetic game of football. Ottawa was lucky to get the seven points that they got. Uh, Hamilton played a terrible game of football and won. So, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It was just awful. It was awful. Uh, the best thing for Ottawa was both quarterbacks to get injured. And that, that's, that's all I can say. Charles, you, you talk about this game. Well, um, what's there to say? I mean, Hamilton didn't look like any scream in hell, but, I mean, they're playing Ottawa. I mean, who the hell leaves is to Ottawa? Spoiler alert, coming soon. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really, really bad. I mean, we're going to talk quite a bit about Ottawa because we're going to talk about their GM uh, later who failed to go out and get a decent quarterback. Well, maybe he has one now. Maybe he has. The two maybe clowns. The two clowns they've had playing quarterback are not the answer. We've said that a long time. And this team is a disaster in every facet of the game. Uh, field goals or special teams, defense, offense, it didn't matter. They were playing like crap. Hamilton didn't play great, but when you're playing a team like Ottawa, you just got to be relatively competent, and you're going to win. Spoiler alert, coming soon. Um, no, I mean, there's not much to say about this game. It was a crap game between a really, really bad team and a team that should be good that uh, is underperforming right now. But the underperforming team was still better than the uh, the team of uh, the junior uh, caliber football team. And that was pretty much the, the story of this game. And that's about it for me. Okay. No, that's acceptable. I mean, they, it was a junior football team. They were, they were absolutely pathetic. Um, William. Can you trash yeah, you Ottawa know, anymore, or are you good with that? Well, the thing is, that's that's two games that Hamilton has won in a row where they yeah. haven't played very well. They played yeah. Calgary, and they played Ottawa, and they haven't played very well, and they've had a quarterback that we don't know, and they still won both the games. So Watford. I guess it does go – yes, I guess it does go to – the talent they have on defense anyways, as opposed to the talent that the other teams don't have. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Ottawa, and I can't, I can't really say much difference between Ottawa and I hate to say this and Calgary because neither team looks very good. No, um, no. With the exception, and 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 Christopher will uh, argue about this, with the exception of Calgary supposedly has a quarterback or two. Okay, I'm not arguing. So, I, yeah, I never I said Bo Levi Mitchell was no, a bad no, quarterback. I will, I'm will, just saying he's not a no, great no, quarterback. No, I will, I will argue that this this year. I will absolutely. argue. I'm just saying, think he's the same quarterback he was last year, and the year before, and the year before, and the year before that. The team's just not as good. Anyhow, okay, 
So it was a Hamilton victory, Hamilton Tiger Cats victory, 24-7. to Total point score was 31. Charles, you took Hamilton with 39. You're off by 8. You get 100 plus 26. Will, you took Ottawa at 37. Uh, you got, you're off by 6 points. So you got 30 points, but you got spanked on the big 100. Uh, CJ took Hamilton at 42. I was off by 11, took 120 for that one. Next came up with Montreal Alouettes into Toronto to play the Argonauts. The Argonauts have been sucking along, um, but they, they, they had promise. They, I mean, they, Nick Arbuckle is gone. Uh, the law office of McLeod Bethel Thompson started off the season. He didn't play very well. He got pulled. Uh, Arbuckle in. He did some okay things, and now he's been hurt. And didn't they have somebody else they put in there? I don't think so. Not that I remember. Okay, but anyhow, McLeod Bethel Thompson is back in there. And uh, and uh, they, they they played some football here. Montreal with the badge. Uh, I they're they're highly overrated. I don't think they're that good of a team. Uh, but they get to play Ottawa four times this year, so they're going to win some games. They're going to be over 500 football this year. That's my my best guess. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they beat BC, didn't they? No, they didn't. BC beat them. No, they lost to them. Who did? Montreal did. Montreal lost to BC. Yeah, it was 27-18. Okay, so anyhow, we had the Montreal Alouettes playing the Argonauts in Toronto at BMO Field. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game. It was kind of exciting. The lead changed quite a few times. Uh, It wasn't amazing football, but it was – entertaining it kept your interest it went down to the dying seconds uh toronto came out victorious i wouldn't watch it again charles oh boy another one that uh well i didn't see a lot of this one because i was uh i was on my way to the game in in bc so i didn't see a lot i was listening to quite a bit on the uh listening to it uh, on my Sirius satellite radio. Thank God for that, I might add. Um, yes, it's quite good. Yep. This is the second week in a row because uh, they did it against uh, BC uh, before this where the um, Colouette put up a ton of yardage and came away empty-handed. Because yeah. they did it against the Lions in the game in Montreal, and then they did it again here. They're, they're right now the classic example of teams that getting a lot of yardage between the twenty yard lines, and they got a few more touchdowns in this one. They got three, I think, but they still just didn't have enough. They really uh, shot themselves in the foot. I remember late in the second half, they had a chance to um, to put in a drive that would have uh, actually ended up getting them. I don't think it would have tied the game, but it would have gotten them closer. Uh, they couldn't get it done, and then they turned the ball over to Toronto late in the half, and Toronto goes down and scores a quick touchdown. Um, Toronto just, um, I mean, they weren't great in this game, but they were good enough. They got up a, a fairly a sizable lead, 
and Montreal just couldn't put the ball in the end zone uh, to come back. So they really uh, did, you know, shot themselves in the foot. Uh, you're right. It wasn't a super exciting game. It came down. It was a a close game that came uh, down to the wire. But just uh, Montreal just not able to. Not enough finish right now. They this is two weeks in a row now. Games where they put up a lot of yardage and probably played well enough to win, but just couldn't put the ball in the end zone enough to do it. So, uh, and Toronto, McLeod Bethel Thompson. This guy is literally Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, he's got the same. <laughs> he's worse he's got than Trevor Harris. Sin, I was going to say he's got the same syndrome of as Trevor Harris, but he might be worse because literally <laughs> he looks like a world beater in one game, then he looks like a nightmare that's never played a down of football. It's just bizarre to watch this guy. One one week he's great, the next week he's garbage. It just makes no sense to me. But uh, this was one of his good weeks, so we'll see what happens next week. And you're right, they did play. Uh, Antonio Pipkin also played in this game. Remember him? He played, well, he only played a little bit in this game, but God, awful. Okay. Well, you got to keep talking because Will's having problems with his mic. He is he has dropped his call. He's hung up, and he's going to call back in. Or I'm okay. going to call him. I don't know what it is. I guess I should call him. Um, uh, it might be easier, yeah. Yeah, I've got his number here, so I'll just go over here to Blog yeah, Talk the, uh, and put it in there. Second week in a row, though. I mean, Vernon Adams had 382 yards. William Stanback rushed for 133. They had I two know. receivers he... over over 100 oh. yards. Sorry, I forgot to put him in the screening room. That's okay. Oh. Toronto Hello? didn't have a 100-yard rush. Hi, well. didn't have two. Hello. Yeah. Yes, Hello, we, we hear can you. hear you now. Yep. What the hell happened? Anyways, don't know, but uh, we'll blame it on okay. Blog Talk. Montreal just doesn't, uh, just could not, uh, couldn't put the points up the second through week in a row where they just couldn't get it in the end zone enough. Yeah, and it haunted oh. them again. Yes, it did. And they, it, 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 like I said, it wasn't an exciting game of football. But it was entertaining, but it wasn't exciting. Uh, Will, your take on the Montreal Toronto game? Montreal almost won, I guess, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost uh, a girl, too. I mean, Toronto, I don't know. Maybe, you never know, maybe Toronto's going to put some games together near the end of the year, and they could be a contender because they, they have all those old guys who play out for them, and they're gonna have they're gonna have a Chris Jones defense, so don't count them out, baby. Well, I don't think we should count them out. They are four and three on the season. That is good for first place in the East, tied with Hamilton. Um, BC in third and place. And isn't that the, the four and three? Isn't that the best record Toronto's had for quite some time? Well, <laughs> yep. At this point of the season, yes. Definitely. Yeah. So. I mean, that that's better so, than 500 football. Yep. They're three and zero at home. Yep. Interesting. Right. I mean, they're rock solid in their own stadium. Yep. 
And, and, and as a contrary to somebody like Edmonton, who is 0-4 in their own stadium. Maybe the mayor should have kicked the Commonwealth. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the standings here, and Montreal does play Ottawa three more times, so they could end up with five or six wins on the season, uh, which would be really close to 500 football in a 14-game season. Uh, it's going to take a for Calgary or Edmonton to get that crossover position. We'll see what happens. I'm assuming that the Lions don't fall apart. But who knows? That could happen, too. I've seen it before. Uh, okay, so uh, that's it for that game. That's Montreal 27, Toronto 30. They, the Argonauts pulled that one off to 57 points. And Charles, you took Montreal at 44. So you got 13 points. Or, sorry, you were 13 points off at 16 points. William, you picked Toronto. But... By 38. Which, okay. which I don't understand why. Why you picked Toronto? I, I don't know why. Yeah, you know I know. Why you, pick, you picked Toronto because you wanted not to be the same as Montreal with Charles. And you thought I was okay. going to go with Montreal. Okay. You were right. going off on, on Toronto. Uh, you, at 38 points, you were off by 19. So you got four points, but you got 100. Uh, CJ picked yep. Toronto as well at 41. I was off by 16, so I got 10 points plus the 100. Uh, CJ did really pick both of those games so far. Uh, the third game of that week was the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders coming into BC to play the, the Lions. And this was a very entertaining game for me right up till the last two minutes. Okay, so this, this was 58 minutes of good football, and I'm not sure what the fuck happened in the last two minutes because I, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, Lucky Whitehead, two touchdowns, two fumbles. How, how does that happen? I mean, I mean, one of those fumbles was for a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, it's nice that you put seven points up on the board for BC, but you've got to stop giving the other team seven as well. That's just my advice, okay? It would be really nice. The fans would like it better that way. Uh, in fact, this game was over. Um, Saskatchewan scored a touchdown with two seconds left in the game, and they kicked the convert to win because BC that, – that was another thing. Um, BC scored a touchdown. They were up by – one point. If they had gone for two-point conversion, they would have been up by three. Okay? At that time. And I'm going, why aren't you going, why are you going for one point? There's going to, they're going to score a touchdown or a field goal, and they're going to win by one point. And literally, that's what happened. On the last play of the game, they scored a touchdown, they kicked the convert, they were up by one point. It was 25 to 24 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I turned the fucking TV off. I said, that's it. They've lost. Two seconds left in the game. Fuck it. It's over. And I went away. And it wasn't until, like, afternoon the next day that I found out that Saskatchewan kicked off to BC with two seconds left in the game. Lucky Whitehead takes the return, fumbles it, 
Saskatchewan picks it up and puts it in the end zone for another seven points. Because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders actually said that the final score was 31-24. And I said, a bunch of fucking idiots. They only won by one point. They didn't win by eight. And, uh, no, I was the fucking idiot for turning off TV set, I guess. I don't know. It's not over till it's over. I just... I'd have been impressed if he had taken the ball and ran down and got a, scored a touchdown, and I missed that. I'd, I'd be excited with that. This was just pathetic. I have no words to say about this. No, nothing. I got nothing to say about this. Um, Charles, I'm going to let him go first on this one. Just okay. Because. I'll let him pull the hammer on this one. William, Saskatchewan, BC game. What's your call? Well... I watched most of it, but like you, I I got annoyed near the end because I, 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 regardless of who Saskatchewan is playing, I really hate when they win. So, so uh, I turned the game off as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a competitive game. You know what? BC BC has looked good this year in my mind. Okay, they look better than they did last year. Um, that ain't hard and, to do. And I, I mean, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan is, I still don't think Saskatchewan's that good. No. Um, as Winnipeg showed them on Labor Day. So I, I still think... I still think there's a couple of teams that have sort of kind of peaked too early and it's going to hurt them in the long run in my mind. I hope anyway. And, and I do believe Saskatchewan is one of them. So, and I mean, I, I, regardless if lucky Whitehead fumbled twice, that guy is such an explosive player. Once again, I've mentioned this numerous times. I don't know how the Bombers let him go to BC. Blows my mind. Yeah, I, he so. did an interview the other day, and they asked him about that, eh? And he yep. said did that they? Winnipeg did not make him any kind of offer. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they had that other guy who was a kick returner. And, and I don't give a shit um, who you it, got. It, <laughs> Well, it seems that Lucky Whitehead has turned into a receiver, and I don't know why Winnipeg didn't try him more as receivers, because Winnipeg's receivers suck, in my mind. So, just saying. And, I mean, Lucky Whitehead must be a candidate right now for MVP. So, MOP, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, Charles. Well, Lucky Whitehead leads the CFL in receiving by over 120 yards. Um, this one was a frustrating one for me, quite frankly. I think it was for any Lions fan because, quite frankly, that game that the Lions – oh, yeah, Club Orange. Well, actually, it's not Club Orange anymore. It's now called The Den, but whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, but um, – to be honest, the Lions should have won this game. I heard um, uh, people saying, oh, Cordy Fajardo let the Riders back uh, with a big closing drive. 
The Lions made it really friggin' easy on him, giving him a short field to work with, with that horrifically bad shank at the worst, worst possible moment. Uh, not only that, the worst moment for um, Jimmy Camacho to miss his first field goal of the season. And yeah, uh, they probably should have gone for two after that touchdown. But at the same time, there was still like nine minutes left in the game. And at some point, a coach has to be confident in his defense to be able to to stop a team. And this Lions defense, uh, this is only the second time this year that they've allowed more than two that they've allowed more than one touchdown in a game. So you got to think Rick Campbell had to con- had confidence in his defense, but um, he probably still should have gone for two. Why not? I mean. Because if you're up by five points or you're up by six points, it doesn't matter. A converted touchdown beats you one way or another. So go for two, make it a seven-point game, and then at least you've got somewhat of a uh, a cushion. So if they do score, you're still going to get a chance to get it back in overtime. As for the fumbles, I'm not going to really blame Lucky Whitehead for the second fumble because that was on one of those crazy kickoff returns where – they're trying to do laterals and stuff like that to try and score a touchdown because there was no time left. So, yeah, technically he fumbled that got returned for a touchdown, but I knew what he was doing there. The first one was a really bad one because he tried to catch a punt on a fly and he just basically booted it and couldn't hang on to it, and it led to a touchdown. And the Lions, really, when you look at the entire game, I thought the Lions pretty much outplayed Saskatchewan for about 58 minutes of the game. And then that just last two minutes just turned into a complete disaster, a complete gong show. And it ends up uh, costing them in the end, and they end up losing uh, 31-24, a game that the Lions clearly should have won, but they really fumbled that away, I'm thinking. Uh, the, that game was so there for the taking for the Lions, and they just kind of they completely botched it. Okay. BC has played two games this year where they absolutely outplayed the other team and they still lost. Both of those games were against the Riders. And both of those games can be blamed on the kickers. Okay? One kicker's no longer with us. The other two are still there. Uh, not that I would fire these two kickers for a shank can a miss field goal. It's just not possible. But it was the kickers that I, I'm not going to say they one play doesn't lose a football game. You should have done something better sooner. But the bottom line was that if the kickers came out and did their job and their job's not really fucking hard they're kickers uh, if they'd done their job we would have been up to four more points. We would have been tied with Winnipeg right now. If Camacho hits that field goal, the Lions win. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe. We're going to assume I that think so. Go. Yeah. But if he didn't shank that kick, we would, they wouldn't have come up. I've always noticed Probably. that when a team wants to needs to come down the field against B.C., they do. It always seems to happen. It's, it's that one time where BC defense just simply cannot stop them. And it's not because they're going for the bomb. 
They just you can't stop that eleven or twelve yard pass. It's like where are the linebackers? You know? It's like I don't know what's going on. BC just cannot stop those mid range passes. Not like anybody can, but you can stop a short yard pass from the run. Yak yards, okay? So they threw it for two yards. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Tackle them. But when they throw the ball for 11 yards and they get a first down and they get a first down, they get a first down and they march down the field to score, it, it's fucking aggravating. It, it's, it's a lot of things. I, I love my team, but sometimes they make me angry. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, we've lost to the Riders two games. And the Ryder fans go, oh, I guess we've shown who's the more dominant team. And I go, really? Did we want to win the last game? Uh, yeah, we didn't. No, I, I watched a different game than you because you did not dominate anything. But nothing we can and, do about and that. Should we, and should we, should we add that the first Saskatchewan game, Saskatchewan was up by like 3,000 points? And BC yeah. almost came back and won the whole thing. Yeah, it was thirty-one nothing, and we lost by two, or three points, two points, yeah. two points, two points, yeah. and we missed right. two field goals and a convert. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I the can't only believe time I'm defending Saskatchewan. I can't believe I'm defending BC. Holy shit! Well, why not? It's a good team. Well, because it played yeah. like. Okay, so anyhow, uh, let's get over here and do this properly. Uh, this was a Saskatchewan Rough Rider victory, 31-24 over the BC Lions. Total of 55 points. Charles, you took BC for 49. You're off by six. You got 30. Uh, William, you took BC, 52. You're off by three. You got 36. I picked it BC by 62. I was off by seven, got 28 points. Okay. So that, yeah, not going there. So the last game of this week, or the first game of this week, which we're going to do it now anyhow, was the Edmonton Elks into Ottawa play the Red Blacks. This is the Ottawa Red Black team that was absolutely pathetic against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And uh, they started a brand-new raw rookie quarterback uh, by the name of Caleb Evans. And Caleb Evans came out and performed. Mm-hmm. This was an Ottawa victory. It was an impressive victory. Edmonton did nothing. In fact, I think the 24 points flatters them. William, get your take on this. Charles, My you take on this all that is... Noise, Charles? Sorry. Yes, it is. The my take on this is hello. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry. My take on this is uh, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the highlights. And you're right. I mean, you had a you had a rookie quarterback going into Edmonton, and no, no, it was in Ottawa. Three touchdown or in Ottawa, he threw three touchdown passes. And he ran for 58 yards. Yeah. And according to the guys on TSN, he is the next coming of Marcus Crandall. 
Okay. <laughs> because they 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 talk about they were talking about how great he was. And it's like guys, it's his first game. Nobody knows him, okay? He hasn't he hasn't started a football game since 2019 and that was in college. So Hey, but you never know. Maybe he is the next coming of Marcus Crandall. But uh, it, it would be nice to believe that Ottawa has a, a a good young quarterback that they can develop and build a team around. As yeah, long as they don't okay. blow him up. But again, I nobody mean, had film on him. The first the first game Anthony Pipkin played, he beat a really, really good Calgary Stampeders team in 2018, the eventual Grey Cup winners, and he he beat them. It's because they had no film on them and they let them get away. So, I mean, talk to me, talk to me in three or four weeks when we see what they do. And the other thing is, they only beat Edmonton, so that's it. I know. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I mean, the guy looked. I thought the guy was impressive. Absolutely, uh, guy making his first start. Uh, he played really well. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. He played well, no question. But he's got to play well for more than one game. The guy's not just all of a sudden. Oh well, this is the guy. He's the next one. We've seen too many times where guys have come in, played one or two good games as a quarterback. And then vanished, Brandon Bridge. Um, yeah, let's temper it. The guy came in. It's very hard to play against a quarterback that hasn't started before. You've got no film on him. You have no idea what any of his tendencies are. Um, it's very difficult to plan for that because you've never seen the guy before. So, um, good on Ottawa. I mean, you got to be somewhat impressed with Ottawa. They were the ones that are being forced to play with the short week. Uh, well, Edmonton, I believe, was coming off a bye week, no less. The other way around. Was, was it? it? No. Ottawa played no? last weekend because we talked about their game earlier against Hamilton. Oh, yeah, they were in a short week. You're right. I'm, yeah, and, I Edmonton was all coming, and Edmonton yeah. was coming off a bye. They had had like yeah. two weeks rest. And, yeah. and Ottawa still beats them. I mean, I know they're playing with a, uh, a backup as well, this Cornelius, but at least he had one game under his belt where this guy, uh, this Evans guy, had never played before. So, And he's coming off of a short week, and Edmonton's supposedly well-rested. And it didn't matter because they came out and Edmonton laid an egg and it's the second time Ottawa has beaten Edmonton. They've had two wins this year, both against Edmonton. So what does that say about Edmonton? Good God. And the first one, they had Trevor PC. Harris, so he still beat them. Edmonton what? beat us. Edmonton beat yeah, PC. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, Edmonton and Ottawa. Uh, okay. Yeah, but that's, I, I don't uh, forget I mean, those wow. things. I'm trying to. You're making it difficult. I know, but I make most things difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, so this was the Edmonton Eskimos twenty-four, the Ottawa Red Blacks thirty-four. 
total of 58 points, the big game of the week. Uh, Edmonton, Charles, you took Edmonton at 48. You didn't get the 100 points, uh, but you got nope. 22. Uh, William, you took Edmonton, which I don't believe you. You actually picked Edmonton over Ottawa? I guess you had to. I understand that. It was Ottawa. Um, 43, so you got 12 points for that. And Skay picked Edmonton as well, and I got 10 points there. So after eight weeks, it looks like this. Charles at 2172. CJ at 21.08, and Will at 18.74. And we have the standings. We'll just go, briefly go over them really quickly. Uh, Winnipeg is in top spot at 6-1 and one with Saskatchewan 5-2, and two, BC 4-3, and three, and the two Alberta teams are 2-5 and five each. Okay. Uh, in the Eastern Division, we have Hanson and Toronto both at four and three. Montreal is the only team at six uh, games played so far, so they're two and four, and Ottawa is two and five. So we got a bit of a log jam over in the East, but you know they're they're playing each other this year, so they're going to get some wins, or at least some of the teams are going to. We'll see what happens. the The cool thing this year that I've noticed did did you notice that We've had some really good young quarterbacks that have never played a game of football before come out and do some amazing things. Uh, Nathan Rourke for BC uh, wasn't too spectacular, but he held his own. Uh, mm-hmm. and, right? And we had uh, Jake Mayer in Calgary, who uh, I think has done some, played some really good football, didn't win any games. But that, that's more on the team than it is on the quarterback, I believe. Um, and then we've got uh, Caleb Evans now in Ottawa that played a great game against Edmonton and beat him. And we've got, uh, I don't know what Cornelius's first name is, uh, uh, but in Edmonton. Now, we do have Watford over in Hamilton, but then I think, I believe he started a couple of games of football prior to this, so we can't yeah. call him an absolute raw rookie. Uh, although we'd never really heard of him before, but uh, he has—he's been kicking around the league for a little bit. Where these guys are all just young kids, in my opinion. I believe they are. I think Jake Mayer was with uh, Calgary in 2019, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. He was. He was. No. 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 He was not. He's a rookie. Well, he wasn't. Is, is okay. he a rookie? Okay. Nope. Yeah. I thought he was there as a yes, third stringer. Yeah, I don't think he's nope. on the rookie nope. list though. No, remember they had uh, the guy in Ottawa. What's his name? Jonathan Jennings. In Dominic Davis. Davis. No, no, in, no not Davis? in Ottawa. In Toronto. In Toronto. In Toronto. Uh, Nick Arbuckle. Nick Arbuckle. Yes, they had Nick That's Arbuckle right. as their backup, and then they had a another guy as their third string. And no, Mayor was nowhere to be found. So he okay. is a rookie May- this year. Mayor is not a rookie this year, uh, from what I can see. And the reason why I'm saying that is because they've got a list of the uh, rookie of the year so far. Yeah. And he's not yeah. on that list. Well, he's only played three games, so of course he's not on that list. Nathan Rourke is on the list, and he only played half a game. Who? BC's backup. 
Nathan well, but I guarantee I guarantee Amara is a rookie. So, just saying, but whatever. Yeah, it, it says that he, he's, his playing career is with Calgary from 2020 to present, and I know we didn't play any football in 2020. So does that mean, is he a rookie because he signed in 2000? And, is he not a rookie because he was signed in 2020? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Interesting. First quarterback in CFL history to throw for over 300 yards in each of his first three starts. I mean that that that's that's got to put that would have to put you in the line for rookie of the year. To me, it would. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but he's not on the he's not on the list. No. Nope. Okay. I, I would I, I would have thought he would be top of the list. Me too. Uh, but whatever. Well, okay. Hang on. No, no, no. It's the CFL. Calgary does not have anybody on the rookie list. Right. He's got two or three. Three. Three or four. One, two, three. They've got four. BC's got got four candidates. Four. Oh, yeah. Four. Wow. Sorry, I, I wouldn't have known that. Okay, um, so here we are now. Let's pick this week's games. We've got three of them to pick from. Winnipeg, B.C., Montreal into Hampton, and Saskatchewan into Calgary. We're going to start with the Winnipeg, B.C. game, obviously. Charles, you are going up first. What's your pick, brother? Well... I'm sure this is going to come as a great shock to everybody, but I'm going to pick the BC Lions. Um, obviously, I always pick the BC Lions. They're my team. It gets me into trouble sometimes, but I do it anyways. Uh, the Bombers are a good football team, very good football team. They're a beatable team, though. They have not looked like they were invincible by any stretch of the imagination. They, um, Nobody's challenged them. You know, they really haven't. Even Saskatchewan didn't play them all that tough. In fact, they, they kind of rolled over Saskatchewan um, twice. Um, and they got beaten by Toronto. So anyone can yeah. be beaten on any night, and I feel like the Bombers are due for a, a bit of a fall. Things have been going too well for them. Like Will said, they're kind of peaking too early. So I'll take the Lions to win this one uh, 52 points. 52 points. I just packed my the score I was going to pick there, Charles. I just want to share that with you. But that's okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, William, I I really want you to pick Winnipeg here. I know you don't like Winnipeg this year, but uh, you know what? That you every time you pick beast, they fucking lose. So mm-hmm. Winnipeg 64. Winnipeg, Winnipeg 64. 64. Okay. Good. Glad to hear that. And you know what? I'm going to let you win this one. You're going to get the 100 points on your own if Winnipeg wins because I am picking the BC Lions, and I'm going 58. Where's it at? Winnipeg or BC? What's that? Where's it's it at? BC. It's in BC. Is it? Okay, then Then let me scratch that. I'm going to go Winnipeg 40. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
You think it's going to be a bit of a defensive battle then, do you? Well, no, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking Mike O'Shea is going to try and get the field goal kicker to kick a 75-yarder at the end of the game to win it, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> so. He's done that before. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. You'd think he would have learned, though. Okay. The second game is the Montreal Alouettes are going into Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats. Now, Montreal went into Toronto last week and lost. What are they going to do in the hammer? Charles. <laughs> Montreal is a team that kind of confuses me because they, I still think they have the potential to be a – well, at the very least, to have good football games. We saw it against Ottawa, of course – that's against Ottawa, so take that with a grain of salt. But they've got but they weapons put up there. They've got points. against Ottawa. They did put up fifty-one points. They did put up fifty-one points. You can't. You don't do that mm-hmm. by being a slouch. No, that's true. And um, hmm. Hamilton's still playing with David Watford, and I'm sorry. I know they won their last game, but he has done nothing to impress me or make me think that he's a, a top-level guy. So I'm going to go out on a limb here maybe. Maybe people think it's a limb, maybe not. But I'm going to pick Montreal or, excuse me, yeah, pick Montreal in this one. Um, I just think they have the, that potential to be to have at least one good, strong game. And I think they could do that this week playing uh, a David Watford-led Hamilton team. So I'll pick Montreal 48 points. 48. And William. Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, Charles, why did you do, Charles, why did you do that? Jesus. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Hamilton forty eight points. You're gonna take forty eight points as well? Okay. Hamilton. Uh, yes, yeah. I understand. Yeah. It I think he matter. wanted to the, take the, Montreal, but I took him first. Well, I don't know what that make what what difference that makes. Mm. You take Montreal, he takes Hamilton, I take Hamilton. He's going to be the same with one of us. So I'm taking Hamilton. I'm going 52 points. I I was pretty sure he was going to take Montreal, and I was going to be all alone with Hamilton. That's okay. Hmm. You guys both move ahead of me. Whatever. Saskatchewan into Calgary. Oh, my good Lord, this is not a fair game for anybody to pick here. Um, we're going to let Charles go first because he always does. Charles, Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Calgary to play the Stampeders. Oh, boy, I hate picking the Riders. Um, well, I don't, don't like picking Edmonton. I don't like picking Ed- Calgary either. Um Oh, boy, this is a tough one. I don't like the Riders. I don't like Calgary. But you know what? Right now, the Riders are just better. Uh, Calgary's just not a very good team. Uh doesn't matter if they got Bowley by Mitchell playing or Mir or whoever they got playing at quarterback. The Riders are just a better team. I hate picking them, but I'm going to pick them in this case. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so I take uh, Montreal or – excuse me, Montreal – I'm still stuck on the last game. 
I'm going to take Saskatchewan to win this one. Forty-four points. Okay, William, what are you doing here? Freaking hate that. You know, very, very interesting. I, I, I learned some interesting things this week about Calgary on their bye week. And one of the things that I know they've always done is after every single game, they grade their players that play in every single game. And they basically grade every single play of every single player. And how the fuck do you do that? Well, they do that. Okay. Don't forget, uh, don't forget Dave Dickinson is a mathematician, okay? Yeah, but... And, and they base it... They, hold on, hold on. They base it on... players on every play. That is correct. They base it on if the player does what he's supposed to do. Okay? And apparently, after the last game... There was only two players that had a failing grade. You guys want to guess at which two players they were? Bo Levi Mitchell. Mitchell. And? Your kicker. uh, No. Kamar Jordan? And the... No, no, he didn't play, Charles. He was hurt most of that game. Oh, that's right, Um, Um, Jake Mayer. Because apparently, apparently, they're not throwing the ball where they should be. And they're not following Dave Dickinson's game plan. And they, they, the the comment about, about Bo Levi Mitchell is he's almost, he's almost scared of getting hit and he gets rid of the ball too soon. And apparently, Jake Mayer is just winging it and going off whatever he sees. So I find that quite interesting because Calgary is very, if if nothing else, Calgary has always been very disciplined, okay? And apparently they're not playing very disciplined, especially the quarterbacks. So we'll see what happens. Well, you anyway, just said that the entire um, team did not have a failing grade except for the quarterbacks. So the team is playing. That's correct. Good football. We'll call it good. We won't call it great, but we'll call it good football. Right. And right. the quarterbacks suck is what you're saying. And, and I, once wow. again, once again, it's a quarterback-driven league. Okay? Of course it is. And if your quarterbacks suck, if your quarterbacks suck, you're not going to win. I, so there you go. Both been getting hit a lot lately. and I you're, want you're, I want them... I want them to trade Bo Levi Mitchell for Dominic Davis. <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> no. No. Okay. If you anyways, if you'd said Nick Arbuckle or 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 even the Vag or somebody like that, I would I would have said, wow, okay, interesting. But when you said Dominic, I'm being an idiot. Yeah, well, Nick Arbuckle okay. hasn't been impressed. Hasn't been impressive once again. No, he's not. But he's hurt. Or system, team, or system, right? Anyway, well, bring him back. Um, Put him back I, in the system. He might might be really good. 
So there's one good thing about me not being able to go to the game this weekend. Okay. Going to be cold? The thing, the, no, I don't have to deal with Saskatchewan fans, okay? Because they piss me off. Okay, they piss me off. They're like they're like rats. They're like rats. Okay. No, they're Anyways. more like a virus. Okay. That's why I was happy I guess to be so. at the Club Orange. I didn't have to put up with them. There were none of them up there. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so I'm going to pick uh, Calgary, of course, and I'm going to say forty-two points. And I'm going to do what I normally do when the Riders are playing, and that is pick the other team. And I'm going to take the Calgary Stampeders in a victory at 52 points. Because I think they're going to do it. Calgary is going to come out, and they're going to spank the Riders. I'd like to see it. I'm going to watch this game for a little bit. We'll see what so Saskatchewan starts to win, I may just leave. Okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I hopefully sparked out all of that, and I will. I have it in my drawer if we need to. Okay, so that's uh, the first hour on from the show, and now we're going to talk about the MOP candidates. Number one MOP candidate this year is... Da-da-da-da! Lucky Whitehead week he was number three this week he is in top spot even despite his uh muffed pump punt and late fumble uh everybody still thinks he's the, he's the guy he's just he's just amazingly fast right uh 665 yards on the season with 126 yak yards 114 more than more than most people all the other players. 114 more. Oh, my God. No, sorry. He's got uh, 665 yards. That's 126 yards more than the next guy. And he has 114 in yak yards. There you go. That's what it was. My my bad. So he's the number one candidate. And I got a problem with this list. Uh, but let's go through it. Uh, Zach Caleros, quarterback. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Last week he was number one. This week he's number two. He's not putting in stellar games. He's just not lighting the – it's not lighting it up on fire. He's just not an absolutely amazing quarterback. He's, he's just not doing that. But he's consistent. And he just keeps steamrolling along with an amazing team. Okay? The team is amazing. And they're just kind of going along. They really haven't been challenged. There is no really good team. There's no standout team in the CFL this year. If anything, that's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But they're not stand. They're above average in a normal CFL year. Uh, they would never have been able to beat the Calgary Stampeders of three, four years ago. Okay, not not the way they're playing this year. Um, number three is Willie Jefferson. Defensive end for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Last week they were he was in second place. He's now in third. Okay, let's talk about the top three now, guys. Uh, Charles, or sorry, William, what do you think? Lucky Whitehead as the number one overall in the league. Do you believe that he is MOP caliber? Um, okay, let's start. Let's start from the bottom up once okay. again. And I've said I've said this a thousand times. 
in my mind, Willie Jefferson is overrated. So I personally don't even think he should make the list. Okay? Yeah. I I like I like I like Zach Kolaris yeah. as third overall. I like Lucky Whitehead as second overall. And I still think my number one guy is you guys are gonna throw up when I say this. I think it's Michael Riley. Well, I'm not going to throw up. Why would I, I, don't dis- why would I throw I don't, up? I don't have a. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I think he's definitely making the MOP. I think he's played. I think he's played pretty good this year, and he's not. He's not on an overly talented team. Sorry, but he no. does have Lucky Whitehead and Brian Burnham. Okay, and. I'm going to go back to Christopher's philosophy. Although I I I really like Zach Claris this year, he's on a good team. He's on a team with a killer defense. Makes a huge difference. Okay, and I think and Lucky Whitehead, he's a receiver. He's got to catch the ball and run with it. It's not that complicated. Okay. Fuck does he run? That's with why it? I. That's why I picked Mike Riley. He's yeah. the guy who gets Lucky Whitehead the ball. I, I'm not going to Wait disagree with you. Cody, okay. Okay. Cody who? No, I, yeah, I just Cody. noticed something. Cody Fajardo is not number two on this list. Zach no, Calera he's number six. No. Yeah, okay. I thought you said he was number two. No, no, no. Cody Fajardo is no. number six. Oh, okay. Zach Calera is number two. Okay. I'm sorry. My yeah, go ahead, Charles. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because after that long touchdown, yeah, I think uh, White, Lucky White had like a 49-yard touchdown on Friday night. I started to think to myself, he has literally done one of these in each game the Lions have played, and or at least one. Uh, he has one big play every game. And I'm like, that's something that not – Every team has a guy that just consistently has big play after big play after big play. So I started to think to myself, yeah, this guy should be near the top of the most outstanding player. Because remember, it's not necessarily most valuable player. A lot of people say most valuable player. It's most outstanding player. And when you're looking at players who have been outstanding, you won't find a lot uh, of other players uh, that can match um, Lucky Whitehead. So, yeah, I think him being up near the top, I have zero problem with that. And I have no problem with Will suggesting either of Mike Riley. He's had a, a clear bounce-back season. I mean, it's helped this season that he hasn't been, you know, knocked to the ground repeatedly uh, every game. Uh, there are times where he's still getting rushed, but it's nothing like the, the horror of 2019 where he was just uh, – basically used as a tackling dummy for for um, opposing teams. But, yeah, I think Lucky Whitehead being up there, I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. Uh, Lucky Whitehead is number one. I don't form – I don't necessarily agree with Will. He's not just a receiver. He is the receiver in the league this year. He is doing some amazing things, and 
and and not only as a receiver but as a kick returner and a punt returner. He gets yeah. he takes something to the end zone from far away every game. Like yeah. and, like Charles said, it's they are huge and spectacular plays. They are outstanding performances, and that's what this this thing is is out, most outstanding player. Uh, Zach Caleros, I don't think he's done anything amazing this year. Willie Jefferson, I don't think he's done anything amazing this year. I would not put those in number two and number three, not at all. And uh, the number four is where we're going to go with this next is uh, Michael Riley, quarterback BC Lions, who last week was in number four. This week is in number four. I personally think he's number two. Okay, he's leading the league with. Uh, completion percentage of 74.4. He has the most yards of 1870. He has 10 touchdowns to only one, only one interception and has an efficiency rating of 117.9. How can Zach Caleros get put above this? Just because his team has won two more games? There's He's no got a better record. He's got a better win-loss record, but he's not a out, yep. more outstanding quarterback. And if you're going to compare quarterbacks, I would take Michael Riley over Zach Caleros any day of the week this year. Michael's getting her done. Zach's winning games. Is Zach winning the games or are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Well, that's always the question I had about Bo Levi Mitchell. Is it the quarterback or was it the team or was it the system? I don't know. I do know. It's the team. And in Winnipeg this year, it's the team. Zach Claris is doing wonderful. I don't argue with that. Now, number five is William Stanback. Last week he was in that position. I don't know. He's had some pretty amazing games this year. He's only played six of them so far. That's Winnipeg played, or sorry, Montreal played six games compared to seven. But he's leading the NFL in rushing. How, yeah. how, is, how is that possible? Okay, Woodstock is a solid number three choice here. Not nine, yep. not five, solid number three. He's up there in number three. Way before Willie Jefferson. Like, come on, who, who's making this shit up? Okay? And number six then becomes Cody Fajardo of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <sighs> Again, I don't think Cody has done anything spectacular other than being semi-consistent. Okay. Uh, leading a heroic game-winning drive where he punched. Who writes the shit? He threw a bunch of little uh, slant patterns and hooks for, for 11, 10, 10, 11, 12 yards. Yeah, he got her done. He went down the field where he was supposed to. But that did not take an amazing quarterback to do that. Okay. I, I I really don't like bend but don't break defense. That uh, what what do they call it, Charles? Bend and don't break. Is, no, there's something else. They, they use something else, and it's a it's a dumbass concept. Don't give up the big play, but give up everything underneath. You can't do that when yeah, there's three yeah. minutes left in the game. Nope. You got to shut them down. Okay. Uh, here's one for you. Number seven is James Walder Jr. 
Yeah, he's second on the CFL list of 499 yards, but I'm really having problems with him even being on this list. I don't have a problem with that. 588 yards rushing. No, that's total yards. 499 yards rushing. rushing. 163 through the air. Okay, then that must be a misprint because I'm looking at the CFL website right now. It says 400 and it says he's got uh, rushing yards. He's got um, 588. This is just off of CFL.ca. Charles, you're probably correct yeah. because this article was probably written before last night's game. Oh, okay. That's okay. You're you're probably right. Right. Yeah. If I go up to the top, this article was probably written before the 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was done on the 28th. So, yeah. So it was probably before the game. And now you're reading confirmed yards, but we're just dealing with what this is. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I'm not going to say he's not on the list because if we got Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat on here, we might as well have Williams. Uh, sorry, what's his nuts? James, James Wilder. Wilder. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, next we have Jackson Jeffcoat, and rounding it out we have Jordan Williams. Who? Now, well, Jordan Williams was the first overall CFL draft, first overall selection, and mm-hmm. he's he's middle linebacker for the BC Lions. He's leading the league with 52 tackles so far, a sack, an interception, and a fumble recovery. I I have no problems putting him in as rookie of the year, but I don't know about MOP here. I don't know about MOP. No, that's he's having a good rookie year. No question, he's probably the favorite Amazing. rookie of the year. But but uh, MOP, those are not MOP numbers. I'm sorry. They're well, good. They're good numbers. No question about it. Here, here's my problem with the entire concept, there, Charles. How many times? How many times? In your lifetime, in your lifetime, has a defensive player won the MOP? Once. Once? Really? Do you think this guy is putting up the performance that somebody ever did? No. No. Not even close. Of course not. No. No. And that's why I have a problem with Jeff Coates and Willie Jefferson and Jordan Williams even being on this list because we know that we're not going to have a defensive player on there. It's going to be an offensive player, and it's certainly not. I don't think it's going to be a running back this year. It very rarely is not a quarterback. Do you know who I think should be higher on that list? I don't even know if he's on the list because I'm not looking at the list. Um, and I said this last week, is, and I hate to say this because, you know, I hate BC Lions, but uh, you pick them all the time. Adam Adam Big Hill is having a great season. It's yes, Winnipeg. He he's in Winnipeg. Yeah, he's having. I know, but he's having a great season. 
But you said you hate BC Lions. What's he got to do with the BC Lions? Well, he'll yeah, always be a BC. Lions. He'll always be a BC Lion, as far as I'm concerned. So, Adam Big Hill is having an amazing year, 100%. He's still yes. not having the year that Solly did when Solly won it. Well, of course not. Nobody has a year like that ever, except for one guy. Okay, and right. it'll be a long what time I'm... before that's ever repeated. Uh, of course, and that's why I don't think that this is ever going to go defensive player again. Yeah. Or not no. for a very, very long time. I don't see a defensive player depends, in the league right now depends, that can win this. It depends if Alex Singleton ever comes back. Anyways. Um, yeah. Did I say that out loud? Whoops, sorry. Um, you, have as, you probably have as much hope of getting Cam Wake back as we do Alex Singleton. No, we don't. We don't. He's on a shitty team, but he's outstanding on the shitty team. So, who? Alex? <sighs> yes. Is Cam even playing still? I think he's no, retired. He's, retir- he? I think he's, he's retired. retired. He's retired. He yeah, should have come back retired. up to BC. Why and play for two hundred grand? Come on. Yeah, come on. Why not? Yeah, he's an American. Anyways, Cammy. But yeah, I yeah. don't I don't think I don't think those defensive guys should be there. I also don't think Sandback or Wilder should be there. They're have they're running backs, okay? I'm sorry. Um and and as far as going back to why I'm not crazy about Lucky Whitehead being MOP is because you realize that he can pull a hamstring or twist an ankle in any game, and and he's done for the season and because he relies on or, or one game away, at one play away from being in a wheelchair as well. Yeah, because I mean, he relies on another. Well, no, no, no. You can, you can, you can break Mike Riley's ankle, and he's still gonna fucking play. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> Lucky true, Whitehead. True. Lucky Whitehead re- relies on his speed. Once his speed is gone, there's nothing else there. No. But you said that it, so. Mike Riley is the one that gets lucky Whitehead the ball. And you said that that's why Mike Riley should be in first place. Yes. Lucky Whitehead has scored more touchdowns in kick returns than he has in receiving. Okay. So he's a dual threat. I think that's why he got mm-hmm. up so that that means that means some of the CFL coaches should get better coaching at the special teams spot because you need to you need to put everybody on Lucky White Lucky Whitehead so he doesn't score touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, that's easier than done. Have you seen that fucker move? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the Maybe reason the reason. The reason Winnipeg didn't offer Lucky Whitehead a contract is because of another guy on Winnipeg who's starting his first game this week. And I yeah. can't remember his name. Mark Mark yeah. would know if he was on the podcast. I can't remember his name. Not a big deal. I know who you're talking about, and you come Jagger Davis, something Jagarian Jagarian Grant, or something like that. 
Okay, well, whatever. Hmm. We'll see what happens. Okay. So much for that. That's that's, that's the MOP. I I don't like the right, the the list that they've got. I I would take the three defensive get guys off of there. Period. Uh, I don't disagree with Will on taking the running backs off because I don't think they've been absolutely amazing. They're just running backs and they're just doing their job. And their job is a dime a dozen to be replaced. Receivers are a little bit better than that, but they are putting in some spectacular plays. Comes down to the quarterback and a couple of receivers, in my opinion. And I think uh, it wasn't Lucky Whitehead the receiver on that list. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he's the he's the only receiver on that list. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. yeah, he is. Three defensive guys, two running backs. That's five. Yeah. And then three quarterbacks. That makes eight. And then Lucky Whitehead makes nine. And, you know, that's not that surprising because when you look at it, receivers very seldomly win the MOP. It doesn't happen very often. Well, I don't know. We've had uh, uh, Mill Stegall, G. Roy Simon. Well, I'm not saying it never happens, but. It oh certainly it's happened, but when you look at the number of MOPs and the number of MOPs that are you know running backs and quarterbacks and stuff like that, typically there's more often than not one of them as opposed to a, a receiver. Excuse well, me, a receiver. Very rare is it a, a running back. Let's let's go through the list because we can. We had uh, Brandon Banks. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Henry Purse, Solomon Elliman, John Cornish, Chad Owens, Travis Lule, Henry Purse, Calvillo, Calvillo, Kerry Joseph, Simon, Damon Allen, T. Printers, Anthony Calvillo, Steve Kahari Jones, who've just gone 20 years. All right, right. the majority are quarterbacks. Yeah, we've had one running back, and that was John Cornish. We've had... Wide receiver, kick returner, Chad Owens. And we've had uh, G. Roy Simon and Milt Siegel as slot backs. And Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks is a wide receiver. receiver. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of there with Chad Owens. Well, I guess you're right. I so actually, we, it's more, you're right. It's uh, much more um, rare to have a running back win it. Yeah. I thought running backs had won it more, but I guess not. No, even go back through the list, Dan, real fast. You got uh, Mike Pringle won it twice. Yeah. Uh, and Pinball Clemens. And that was back to 85. Huh. So that's another I thought running back won it more often, but obviously I'm wrong. <laughs> no, that's another 26 years, 16 years, 16 years, and, and we've only got more. Well, Mike Pringle twice, but then he was kind of amazing. Okay, so that's let's move on from a lucky whitehead MOP nominating Adam Big Hill. Perfect into Winnipeg. Has Winnipeg been better? Has he been better in Winnipeg? 
What's going on? Who's got the squeaky door? Oops, sorry. I stopped. Stop. Stop it. At Big Hill, has he been better in Winnipeg than he was in BC? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Uh, your players, your best players, best players usually because of the guys that are playing beside them. Adam Big played his best football when he was partnered up with Solly. Bottom line, sorry. Uh, is he an amazing player? Yes. Is he the best linebacker in the CFL now? Probably. Uh, is he, he's the anchor. He's the captain. He's he's he runs the Winnipeg defense right now. Probably the best defense in in the CFL, arguably. Um, defensive player in the CFL, probably. I would take him over Willie Jefferson any day of the week. Okay, without question. So. Yeah, I, I, is he better in Winnipeg than BC? No, I not my opinion. Let uh, William go on this one. You know, Biggie. I think he is. I, I think, think he is better, better in Winnipeg, Winnipeg than he was in Ed, or than he was in BC, only because you always had him and Solly there, okay? And he's had no Solly in Winnipeg, and I'm going to say 2019 was a pretty good year for him, but 2021, he has been fantastic this year. So, I mean, have I paid more attention to him since he's in Winnipeg? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So, but I would say, I would say he's better. So he's not as fast. And, and you know what? The interesting thing is here's a guy who did not, take a step back when he came back from the NFL. Okay, he was right into it and I think I think he's peaking right now in Winnipeg and it does help. It does help when he's got Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat in front of him, okay? He mm-hmm. he can spend a lot of time he can spend a lot of time doing other things that uh that he couldn't do before. And I remember in 2000, it was either 2000 and how long has he been in Winnipeg? I think he's been there for three years, hasn't he? Uh, is this a good possibility? Well, 2018, okay. 2019, and this year? Is that what you're okay, saying? Okay, that's right. Yeah, so yeah that's years. what I'm saying. Yeah, so because I remember in 2018, there was a specific game in Calgary where Dave Dickinson completely took Adam Big Hill out of the game and and Calgary won handily, okay? So I mean that shows you how important he is. So Oh without question he's important. He he, he is the number one pick in my my opinion this year for uh most outstanding defensive player. Far better I than agree. Willie Jefferson or uh Jackson Jeffcoat. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I hate to say that about a Winnipeg player, but oh well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, if if you look at the... Isn't it amazing how, if you look at Winnipeg, 
how they've taken the best parts of other teams and put them into their own team. Adam Big Hill came from BC. Um, Willie, Willie Jefferson, Jefferson came, came from Saskatchewan. From Saskatchewan. Um, Zach Calaris came from Hamilton, Saskatchewan, and Toronto. Okay. Um, um, even even Mr. Mr. Performing Enhancing Drugs, he came from BC too. What you can't find your own, what you can't find your own players out there, guys. Just asking. Yeah, but I said just that before that Mike just, just goes and steals other players. Okay, yeah. so just just on your, ah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of things here. Okay, uh, yeah. In BC, Adam Big Hill had in 2012 104 tackles. Uh, 2015, it was 121. In 2016, it was 108. So, uh, and then in 2018, it was um, 105. And in 2019, it was only 61. Okay. So. Yeah. He, but I, but he, I think he had three better seasons in BC than he's ever had in Winnipeg. Yeah, but I think I think they're asking him to do other things in Winnipeg than they asked yeah. him to do in BC because that's, in BC they they also had Solly, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and that was what I was going to say. I was actually going to agree with Will because when he was here with the Lions, he was a great defensive player, but the Lions' defense was always seen as Solly's defense. He was the rock. He was the guy. Uh, I think in Winnipeg now, Adam Big Hill is the guy. He is the guy that the defense revolves around. He is the guy that is, it's his defense. He's the leader of that defense. Of course, they've got the guys up front like Willie Jefferson and they've got uh, Jackson Jeffcoat. But Adam Big Hill is the guy, he's that steadying force. He's that guy that basically is calling the plays out there. And he's, the, uh, I think, the guy that's seen as the 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 rock of that defense where he wasn't that in BC. There was always solid. Well, if I remember correctly, it wasn't called team 56. No, no, it's team it 100. Team 100. They helped each other. They fed off of each other. Okay. If you say that Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoats are, are helping Adam Big Hill have a better season. Well, then Solly helped him ha- have a better season too. You can't do it both ways. You can't one way and not the other. You know his numbers. His numbers were better in BC than they were in Winnipeg, and Solly's numbers were better at the same time. Well, I guess you could also base it on. Uh, if you want to go there, you could also base it on wins as well. He's winning more in Winnipeg than he did in BC. Oh, I don't know about that. No, he won a Grey Cup in BC. He's won a Grey Cup in Winnipeg, so it's yeah, kind of even. Was he there? I don't think he was there in 2011. Yes, he was. So. I have a you picture sure? in my living room. He's right in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, must have been one of his first seasons. I believe it might have been his rookie season. It was his rookie season. Okay, okay, but Solly wasn't there in his rookie season, was he? 
in who's I'm looking at the roster. Adams? Yeah. Because one of the right reasons, one of the reasons they, yeah, one of the there. reasons they brought, was he? Solly, so Solly that couldn't have been his. Yeah, I know, but so that couldn't have been his rookie season because I thought Big Hill came in when Solly went to the NFL. No. No, no that's not right. No, that's when he moved from sure? the left to the to middle linebacker. Right. Say that again. 2012 is when Solly went to the NFL. And that was yeah. beginning uh, at Big Hill's second year. Yes, that's the correct. Beginning of his what year? His what year? 2012. Second year. Second year. Second okay. Year. Okay. And he went to, to Minnesota and then Cleveland and came back to BC in 2012, 2018. I see. And Biggie was here. Biggie went to, we lost him in 2017 to the Saints, and then he came back to 2018 Winnipeg, and that was Solly's last year in BC, it was 2018. Then he moved to the game machine and wore that stupid hat with his dreads. <laughs> Looked like a goof. He never wore a BC Lions hat. Okay. I got a picture of uh, Solly and, and Adam. I'm between Solly and Adam. I think you do too, Charles, don't you? In uh, Yeah, in Chilliwack at the football and sports and stuff yeah. at Rick yeah. Lovell's old store. Yeah. I missed okay. that store. That was one of the best stores for CFL stuff. It was. Uh, segment seven, Marcel Desjardins. Are his days in Ottawa numbered? He has done nothing for that team. If you go back and look at it, uh, almost from the beginning, he, he, the first year that that franchise existed, they were brutal. The second year, they made it to the Grey Cup. Third year, they won the Grey Cup. They got to pick their Canadian talent. Let's face facts. In the, in the CFL, your Canadian talent is what ends you. Okay. Your American talent is amazing, but your Canadian depth is what's going to win. They got the best of the best of the best all over the place of what they could have already had. There's no way they could have drafted those guys. And the salary cap didn't exist for them for the first three years. They got to spend as much money as they wanted. So when your GM does not have a salary cap and then gets to pick players from other teams – Pretty hard not to make an amazing football team. Okay? Pretty hard. Even yeah, anybody, I'm not going to say anybody can do that, but you know what? There you go. When did Ottawa start crashing and burning? Anybody? Uh, when Trevor Harris When Trevor Harris left. Yep. Yep. Was it Trevor Harris left? Are you sure? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? Because he was yes. the quarterback when they were at the Grey Cup in Edmonton in 2018. 18. Okay, so you think that Trevor Harris leaving Ottawa is what was the downside to that team? No, the downside that was one, when he That left. was one of them. Yes. And he had to replace him with a competent quarterback. I think the downside to the Ottawa Red Blacks was losing Brock Sunderland. 
I think that was the real really? Eminem on that team. Really? Well, yeah, yeah but he's done – wait, he's done such a great job in Edmonton. I understand what you're saying. All I'm saying is okay. I believe that he was the driving force in Ottawa to win – to do what – put Ottawa together. Now, he hasn't been able to – He how long has, brought, has he been in Edmonton? I don't know, three years? Sunderland, two, two, three years. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that the big thing, losing Trevor Harris wasn't the end-all, be-all. Yes, losing your quarterback and not replacing him is a very big faux pas. Ask Jim Pa. Yeah. Okay? And, and that is what's happened. They never replaced Henry Burris. I don't believe Trevor Harris was ever – Ottawa would not have a Grey Cup if Henry Burris was not on that team. If that was Trevor Harris, they wouldn't have a Grey Cup victory. I don't. Well, I you can speculate. You can you can you can speculate about that, but you can never prove it. Exactly. Okay, because he did get to the Grey Cup in 2018. He did. Yes. He lost. And how did he do? He lost. Well, he lost. Yeah. Not by that much, and I think uh, I personally, and you guys are going to freak when I say this, if uh, there had been a decent field at Edmonton, I think they would have won, hands down. They may have. That was bad. Yep. Anyhow, I it, it was a purge. Well, no, I mean, it's obvious. Everybody ran out of that town. Obviously, there's a problem because Trevor Harris left, Ellingson left, a number of other people left, then the coaching staff left, then the coaching staff left, okay? Campbell left. Yeah, everybody left. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, they didn't like their boss. Who is their boss? Marcel, whatever his name is. Okay. So, so, but, but if this quarterback guy is the second coming, he'll probably keep his job for a long time. <laughs> He's played one game and nobody had any film on him. Let's not. I know him that. A, I know that. A, 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 I know that. But, but, but come on, if they keep on winning this year, he's not going to lose his job. It's all about winning. They beat Edmonton. I know that. I'm just speculating. And I could also speculate that because uh, because uh, Pinball Clemens doesn't want to lose his job that next year <laughs> um, Chris Jones will be the GM, the head coach, the ball washer, the uh, defensive coordinator, and the... Uh, Head scout on the Ottawa Red Blacks. On Ottawa or Toronto? Ottawa. No, I don't think so. I, I, I honestly don't think that I would ever make Chris Jones a GM again in this league. Yeah, but that's you, okay? It's really it's easy to look from the outside in. It's really hard to go look from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he could very and, easily become the GM and coach in Toronto because 
Pinball well, Clemens does yeah, not want that's... the job. He does not want the GM No, he position. doesn't. He does so not he would, want it. He would I know resign that. in a heartbeat for it. Yep. Which I think would be a really bad move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Pinball still gives credibility to the Argos because he's so liked in Toronto. If he were to leave, that would be that would be a blow for them. It just would. Well, he he comes and he goes. I don't think he's ever going to leave the organization. But I just no. Chris Jones needs some adult supervision. He needs somebody with morals and ethics to be over oversight, right? He needs he needs. You can't leave him alone. He's going to do dumbass shit that's illegal, because that's what he does. He breaks the rules. Mm-hmm. He doesn't push them as far as he can. He breaks the motherfuckers. Okay. And he proved that because they allowed him to do it in Regina because Regina, that organization has no morals and ethics at all, Oof. period. Never have. Okay? So they let Chris Jones do whatever he wants. And he proved that he could go way beyond what anybody else ever did. I mean, he made Brendan uh, Tamman look like a girl guide. Uh, no. No. Don't, don't put him you in know, charge. He's got to have over. You know, during during this whole podcast, I've been rewatching the Edmonton Red Blacks game last night, and you know, <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but uh, this guy does look really good. Okay, this Caleb oh, Evans guy. <laughs> he looks like he's he looks like he's he he's been around for a while. Okay, like. It's amazing what youthful enthusiasm will do to you. Okay. Yeah. So. He okay. A lot like a veteran. I mean, we'll see how, if that lasts or not. Let's but it is Edmonton, rookies. so. It is Edmonton, and it is Ottawa. Okay, so rookie of the year candidates. Okay, these are who they are. Uh, and I could I, I have said they're one per team, but they're not. Because BC actually has four on here. Why? I have no idea. I didn't know we had four rookies. Um, Winnipeg has got this Delando Alford, who I believe is um, injured. Is that not correct? I think so, yes. Anyhow, Alford. What position, what position does he play? What position He's does mostly he play? been doing DB. kick returns. Oh, okay. DB, but also been doing kick returns. Yeah, and he got injured, if okay. I remember correctly. Uh, or talking about a different Alfred. No, I thought that was him, but maybe uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't Boner. think so. I'm sure people call him Boner. It's Bonner. BC Lions, Bonner, defensive yeah. lineman. Uh, receiver, Ryan Davis in Ottawa. Keonti Harden. Yeah, exactly. Keonti Harden, BC Lions receiver. Okay. Uh, defensive yes. uh, defensive well, lineman, is he a receiver because it's ta- Sorry. Just saying, is he a receiver? Because it's talking in the article about how that guy's playing in the secondary. It, it says REC, receiver. Yeah, I know that. But when you read him, he's, it talks about how he's playing in the secondary. Arguing in the league's... Made 29 tackles and two interceptions. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't know Whatever. what position. I've never heard of the guy before. 
It's three down nation, whatever. Yeah. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Garrett Marino, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, never heard of this guy. Niles he's Morgan. He's on the six-game injury list. Okay, that's good. Yep. Uh, l- linebacker Niles Morgan, Edmonton Elks. Uh, offensive lineman Peter Nicastro, Toronto Argonauts. Defensive lineman Sean Oakman, Toronto Argonauts. Quarterback Nathan Rourke. BC Lions. I wouldn't argue too much about Nathan Rourke being on this list if he played more than half a game. Yeah, exactly. How do you how do you win Rookie of the Year when you played half a game? That doesn't make sense. No, it does not. Half a game. I, I would put yeah, but Mayor on here before that. Yeah, but he's a Canadian quarterback, so in itself, that's a miracle. That he made the team. No. Yeah. Well, it's a true story. Saskatchewan. No. 293 yards. No. Linebacker Jordan Williams, BC Lions. Uh, I would have thought he's the only legitimate candidate. That's the only guy I. That's that's the only guy I know on that entire list. Yeah. Well, I know Nathan Rourke. But he's only played half a game, so I can't, I can't put, him, right. put him on this list. Right. So, yeah, Jordan Jordan Williams to me is the only candidate on here. But he's, he's a runaway guy, as far as I'm concerned. Well, why is he last? Yeah. <laughs> Three down, nation, coming at you strong by John Hodge. Oh, he's done it. It's done in uh, alphabetical order. That's why. Are they? Did they do them in alphabetical order? A B D H M M N O R S W. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got them. Alphabetical order. Good, good, good grab there, Charles. Okay. So that's our eleven rookies of the year. Four of them are BC Lions. A couple of them are from Toronto. I'm having problems with that. Okay. Could the injury to Matt Nichols and Dominic Davis end up being a blessing in disguise? For who? That's a that's a fucking no brainer. For Ottawa. <laughs> of course it is. For Ottawa. I I don't know what you can do with that. Well, let's put it this way. This Evans guy who's playing quarterback for them now has looked better in the first quarter of this game than any of their quarterbacks have looked all season. He's got the same amount of wins as the other two guys combined. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't say much, Charles. Well, no, it doesn't. But I mean, but he has he has a one and zero record. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's got a one and zero record. That he has the best starting record in the CFL. He's got a hundred percent, man. He he has a hundred percent. He does not. It does not get better than that. (sighs) 
I don't know if calling it a blessing in disguise is, is the right word in here because on, from day one, probably even before day one, probably last year sometime, when we all started laughing that Ottawa had Matt Nichols and Dominic Davis as quarterback, and everybody on this podcast knew exactly what was going to happen to Ottawa. They were going to be last in the league. Did we not? Do you agree with that? Yeah. No, we did. Yep. They, they, they are not quarterbacks. Matt Nichols is a passable quarterback on a really good team. On a shitty team like Ottawa, he's just a shitty quarterback. It goes you back know, to everything in my that we've said about putting Nichols Matt, on Matt, from three years ago. You guys probably could have won a Grey Cup. Matt Nichols, Matt Nichols is a. <laughs> I shouldn't say this. Matt Nichols makes Kevin Glenn look like a starter. Kevin Glenn was way better than Matt Nichols. Absolutely. Yeah, can't, nobody's arguing with that. And to think he once beat out Mike Riley for a job. I mean, I just never got that. I, I honestly don't know how that's possible. I, I don't believe that that actually happened. Because he never once played a game. But well, he got hurt. I understand that. But I, I, I don't know if he actually beat him out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's 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 look at it this way. Let's look at 2015. Okay, I do believe in 2015, Mike Riley missed the first eight games. Okay, and who was his who was his replacement? Matt Nichols. His replacement was Matt Nichols, and they and they fucking sucked. And then Mike Riley came in and won every single game after that. So, okay. okay. Let's go down the numbers. This is the quarterback listing, okay? This is what we are calling, what is this, the quarterback index. Number one quarterback this week, up from number two last week, Michael Riley. Number one, number one in the league. Number two, Zach Caleros. Last week he was number one. Number three, and last week he was three, is Cody Fajardo. Number four is Bo Levi Mitchell. He was four last week. Vernon Adams was five and five. Bethel Thompson was six this week. Last week he was not ranked. Jake Meyer was seven this week. Last week he was not ranked. Did he do anything in the last week? Jake Meyer wasn't playing, was he? Yeah, he, yeah, he played in the last uh, five minutes. Okay. David Watford was 8-8. Eight and eight. Taylor Cornelius, this week is 9. Last week he was 7. Dominic Davis, this week is 10. He Last week he was 9. 
This week, I think he's he fucking dropped. He done. didn't even play. <sighs> no, I think he played in that that that. that Sorry, Hamilton yeah, he played in the Hamilton Ottawa right. game. We're not, we're, the the Edmonton game is not involved included in this. Otherwise, we'd have to we'd see Caleb Evans in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right, and we'll we'll see him soon, but not yet. Uh, any arguments in there? No, I can't. <laughs> nope, I can't see any. I think Michael Riley's up there. Zach Caleros is good. Cody Fajardo. Hard to argue any of this. Bo Levi Mitchell's in four because everybody else isn't that good. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he's in fourth place in the league, but that's not because I mean, he's amazing. Scary. It's because there's no, nobody else fucking that good. No. I mean, you can't put Vernon Adams or Bethel Thompson up there. Nope. I don't know. You might be able to put McLeod Bethlehemson up a little higher, but he's too inconsistent to do that. Because he could fall right off the map next week. We got uh, two minutes left. Yeah, I'm watching it. Minute forty-five, actually. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, guys. I I think we've uh, we've had a good show here. We talked football just about the whole way. And and if it wasn't yep. for Will screwing up talking about kickers, we wouldn't have mentioned anything but CFL tonight. But he had to bring that NFL <laughs> kicker into the show. Yeah, that's me. All is ruining it. Yeah. Well, we did talk about Cam Wake and Alex Singleton and a few other things too. So I guess there was a couple of things on the NFL there. But well, we didn't talk about the, the, that, that league at all. Uh, it is impressive—a 66-yard field goal. Hell, I'm impressed. That'd be a record in the CFL, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I think 60 is the high point. Uh, and, and their field goals are at the back of the end zone, aren't they? Yep. Does that count? I yep. don't know how they count their things. Well, it's the same uh, thing because they add they, whatever they kick it from, they add ten yards because it's at the back of the end zone. So it was from the fifty-six yard line, and he kicked it, and it's considered sixty-six yards because their end zones are yes. teeny. Yeah. Okay, thirty seconds left to show. This has been uh, Let's Talk CFL episode number four five six. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. It's been a pleasure. I had fun talking football tonight with the boys. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. We talk to you next week. William. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Watch football and go stamps. Go. Go who? Stamps. Stamps, maybe. BC. Her, 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 her. Fred stamps.